Hello and welcome back to Pop to the Shops. This is number episode five. My name is Bradley. Mm-hmm. And we're episode five, halfway to ten. Halfway to double digits. It's been five weeks of Pop to the Shops. Can you believe it? Because I bloody well can't. And today I am filming it in a different room. I am in my living room. Stood up, walking around, talking into a microphone. My neighbours must think I'm crazy. I'm just looking out the window right now. Because I live in an apartment block, so they can all see me because I'm on the ground floor. I overlook the car park. Anyone who drives in... Where's my car gone? Oh, it's there. Anyone who drives in, they can see me. They can see me talking like this into a microphone. And they should be paying. They should be paying to see me like this. Because this is a behind-the-scenes footage. And talk about behind-the-scenes footage. Go and follow my new TikTok account. Pop to the shops at pod. At P-O-P-T-O-T-H-E-S-H-O-P-S-P-O-D. On TikTok. And also follow my Instagram, P-T-T-S underscore podcast, for any behind-the-scenes footage. And we will be starting to post on socials more often. I do have a new social media manager. Her name is Tegan Green. Thank you very much. And we will just be spamming it. Probably not, but yeah, we'll try to. We're going to try and work on the socials a lot more. So after that announcement's done, today's episode is one that I've been wanting to do for a while. Like, it's been in my head, but then the world has just given me other things to talk about and other circumstances that have arisen, such as the Met Gala. Yeah. But this episode is quite close to my heart, and we'll get onto that a bit later. But for now, let's do our weekly catch-up. So, starting off, we have the Beyoncé Renaissance World Tour premiere. Now, when I woke up that morning after the concert and I saw it all on TikTok, I wasn't expecting robots. Sorry, there's a bug. I must kill it. There's a bug. What bug? Now, this bug... He possessed this podcast because my microphone does the weird noise again. I need a new microphone. I am suing this company. This bug does a new, like, intrudes. Like, anyways, so during this section, I talk about, I wasn't expecting how there was going to be a robot Cirque du Soleil and jumping up and down cars at the Renaissance World Tour. And I think it's really iconic. And then I talk about a bit about Beyonce as well I think yeah I also talk about how Renee the Renaissance horse is there and also how she became a meme and this is where we like lead off and how she was talking about the Dubai con- like reacting to the Dubai concert and how people knew the words reacting to the crowd singing like the parts from her secret Dubai show that wasn't meant to be filmed honestly she was like mm. she was like surprised she had her, oh, let's do some drama A-level here. She had her eyes squinting. She was confused. She was pouting. She was, like, raising the right part of her lip up slightly. It was like an inflection. Yeah, let's say that. Anyways, iconic. I will be sad that I'm not going next week. However, I have a hotel booked in Cardiff for it that I didn't get to use. Hmm. At Ticketmaster and at Easy Hotels. Anyways, moving on. It was the King's Corrie Nash. 
It was like Tommy Nash. It was like Tommy Nash. It was. And I can't lie. I didn't watch it because I was filming this. I was filming the Met Gala episode instead of watching it. However, the Grim Reaper that was there, iconic. Like, who was expecting that special guest? And Katy Perry. Katy Katy Perry, like, she kind of took over that weekend, didn't she? Like, from that first day where she couldn't find her church, she was like, oh, my God, where is it? Where is it? I cannot find her. And then she found the church. And then to her performance the following day. Now, I did watch the performance. I actually managed to time it right. I was like, I got home from going out for food. And I was like, oh, my God, has Katy performed yet? So I went on YouTube. I was like, Katy Perry, King's Combination performance. Nothing was there. So then I went on BBC iPlayer so I could watch it live. And guess who was coming on as soon as I pressed on it? Katy Perry. Mm, Psychic much. Psychic much. I've always said I'm being a bit psychic. And honestly, I think that just proved it for myself. I mean, I already knew I was psychic. It's just everyone else that doesn't. Anyways, someone else that was iconic at the King's Coronation was the King's grandchild. I think it's King Louis. The youngest one. The youngest grandson. Yeah. Yeah, I want him to be king. Can he be king now? I don't think he'll be king now. I don't know if he'll ever be king. I just wish he was king. Because that little child, like, he's the epitome, is that the right word, of a devil child. And I would love that for the king. I would love that for the royal family. I would love that for Great Britain and all the other nations that the king rules over. Or queen, if it was a queen. Rest in peace. Anyways, moving on for the king's coming Nash. We have some controversies to talk about. That's happened within my life. And one of them was the meal that I actually went to before seeing Katy Perry live perform. Oh, talking about Katy Perry live performance. Controversially, I quite liked it. I quite liked it. Her look, stunning. And it's like quintessentially Katy Perry. Like she performed her two biggest hits. However, I would have liked more songs. That's all I've got to say. Like I was just waiting for the more songs because I do love a Katy Perry hit. Like Kez Pez. I want to see her live. I do, I do. So come over to the UK again, Katy Perry, and I'll watch you. Anyways, going back, the meal that I went to, it was like some local pub. And if you're not from England, then like a local pub is like a place where you can either go and get food or drink. And it's like, like all the locals go to it. Like it's a local, I don't know how else to describe it. Like... I can't describe it anymore. Yeah, it's the local pub. I went to the local pub with my father. And we was flicking through the menu. We was flicking through the menu. We was. We was. So we get to the Sunday lunch, which is a roast dinner, like, meat, vegetable, roasted potatoes, all the jazz, all the trimmings. So we're like, because we, we wanted a roast dinner, we were sitting getting a roast dinner. <coughs> Was I sat on the roast dinner after I saw the price? No, I bloody well wasn't. I'm going to let you guess how much it was for my roast dinner. For one roast dinner. It was £21. £21 great British pounds. For one person's roast dinner. And shall I tell you what we had on that said roast dinner? There was one slice of beef. One Yorkshire pudding. 
half a carrot, three roast potatoes. There wasn't any mash. There wasn't any parsnips. There was a bit of cabbage, a few peas, and that's it. And we was looking at the rest of the menu. Nineteen pounds for fish and chips. Oh my god! Like I would rather go to the chippy down the road. I would, and pay like what seven pounds for fish and chips. Nineteen, and all you get extra is a bit of tartar sauce. And I don't even like tartar sauce. Anyways, that made me gobsmacked. I will not be returning. No offense. Anyways, moving on to. Something else that happened quite big in my life. So I'm 17 years old, nearly 18. And some of you may be shocked at this next statement, but I watched my first ever Marvel film on Monday. My first ever. It was Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, as the fans like to call it. I just say the third one in the series. I'm going to take a sit down because I'm quite tired of standing up. Yeah, so I've took a sit down. And Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Okay, there will be some spoiler warnings, but I'll tell you before the spoiler warnings. So when I first got in there, I was a bit confused. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know the names, probably because I've never seen one of the films before. Okay. And then like a good hour, I started to gather what was actually going on in the film. And, you know, it's just quite hard for me to process these type of films. Like I stick to my girly movies like Megan or as I call it, M3 Gan, or Scream, love a bit of Scream, Scream is my favourite movie franchise, Scooby-Doo, love Scooby-Doo films, sorry, Scooby-Doo films, Scooby-Doo is like one of my favourite franchises, and I might talk about the Scooby-Doo cinematic universe for one of these episodes, like I might dedicate a whole episode to Scooby-Doo, because, oh my god, I was looking through the Scooby-Doo different series, and there's this one, where it's like, Scooby-Doo, who is it? And it's like, where they get celebrities to, like, come in and do, like, voiceovers. And they actually play the celebrities in the show. So, like, there's one of Oprah, I think. Well, there's one of Whoopi Goldberg, at least. And, like, what the fuck? And I watched one of them. And the one I watched was Sia. And when they turn up at Sia's house... Daphne's like, oh my god, music award-winning, talented actor, singer, dancer, seer. And when I tell you it sent me, like, you should go and watch that. Like, that was a good 20 minutes of my life well spent. And I can, like, recall, actually, the plot of that episode. So, there was this person who was stealing stuff, and it was, like, a lookalike of seer. Like, it had on a seer wig. Like, a big black and white wig. And, like, people thought it was Sia. But, oh, my God, what was the... It was, like, an alter ego name. <laughs> it was so funny. It was. And I just, like, think about that every month or so. Because it's really engraved into my memory. And I love that. I love the Scooby-Doo universe. Scooby-Doo Spooky Island, amazing. But I do prefer Scooby-Doo and Monsters, Monsters Unleashed. Like, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the second film, where my favourite monster in that film, I love the little eye monsters, but my favourite one, I don't know why. I think it's because my favourite colour is orange. I know, judge me all you want, but I love the colour orange. It makes me feel so, it makes me so feel so quenched. 
yet so parched at the same time, if you know what I mean. Like, I just want mm, it's such a good colour and flavour. It's so, oh, I love it. Anyways, the, like, electric monster from Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed. Yeah, that's my favourite one. I don't know why. He was in it for, like, what, 10 seconds? Icon. He stole the show for me. He would be number one or two in my rankings of Scooby-Doo Monsters. Anyways, enough talk about Scooby-Doo. I don't, what actually led me onto that tangent? I forgot. Oh, yeah, I was talking about my favourite movies. Anyways, back to the Marvel movie that I watched at the weekend. Now, I'm going to give you a spoiler warning right now. So, skip ahead a good 30 seconds if you don't want to find out one of the spoilers. So, five, four, three, two, one. Why the fuck did no one die at the end? I wanted a main character to die. Because I heard it's like the last movie, isn't it? I don't know. Some Marvel fans like get back to me on that one. I heard it's the last movie of the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. Why did one of the main characters not die? They should have died. That made me fuming. I needed a death. I would have started laughing in the theatre. Like, I love a good death. It makes me giggle. That sounds a bit weird. But yeah, love a good death. Anyways... You can listen again if you're, like, not listening now. I hope you heard that. So, my Marvel experience. I might go and watch another one. Probably not. I'm not a Marvel person, like I was saying. I'd rather watch other stuff. Yeah. So, now that we've had our weekly catch-up, let's talk about the main part of this podcast. And as I said before, it's very close to my heart. And I love these type of things that I'm talking about. And it really helped me get through the 2020 lockdown coronavirus. Thank you. And what I'm talking about is reality TV shows. And reality TV shows, they are a big part of my childhood. Whether it's like a documentary reality TV or a competition reality TV. Like anything like I love the whole range X Factor Big Brother Kardashians Super Nanny Kitchen Nightmares Give Me Anything I'm a Celebrity Gogglebox oh my god gobble does Gogglebox count as reality TV I'm gonna count it because it's real it's real fucking life and I love it Gogglebox sign me up I'd be so good on Gogglebox even if I was by myself I'm fucking entertaining like, we could do it in my little apartment block flat. Yeah. I would make a fucking living off Gogglebox. Who wouldn't know? I mean, some people don't have what it takes, really, do they? They're not funny at all. They aren't funny, let's be honest. But I like to say that I'm quite entertaining. I would be. And if I'm on camera, my expressions, my expressions and reactions to what they are saying... And what they're doing on the TV. They'd be amazing. Like, I'd be a meme. I would. I would. Anyways, moving on from Gogglebox. That, we wasn't actually going to talk. Oh, I accidentally touched my mic. Um, We wasn't actually meant to talk about Gogglebox today. But we did. So, that's that. Uh, The first show that I want to talk about. So, we're going to do a little deep dive into these shows. And talk about some of the most iconic parts. And the first one, we've talked about it a bit on the show, and that's Super Nanny. And the first thing I thought of when I first was planning this, 
and I put down Super Nanny was the Super Nanny car edge play, Spurt Nanny. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How could they get that reg plate? I want a reg plate like that. Bridge Hodge. Spit Nanny. Spit Nanny. So whenever like someone says Super Nanny, I just say Spit Nanny. Anyways, that's not the most iconic moment. I think we know what the most iconic moment is. And I think that's Megan. Megan is the most iconic moment. That sissy stuff. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Not unacceptable. Yeah. Megan Queen. Glad she's doing okay. But also, another one that is engraved into my memory is when the kids, like... Oh, the kid kicks a football over the fence. I've not seen this this episode for a good, like, I don't know, five years, but I still remember it. The kid kicks a football over the fence. So he goes over the fence. He jumps over the fence to fetch it. And his mum... His mum tells, tells him off and squirts soap into his mouth. I'm sorry. Whatever that's about. Soap. Like, sure, maybe a little slap on the wrist. But soap, soap can kill you. Oh, my God. Honestly, if I had a devil child like that. No, I could, I might do the same thing. Don't send this to the police. Don't send it to the police. I will not. Dear police, if you're listening, I will not squirt soap into my child's mouth whenever I have a child. My God, imagine if my sister's listening. She is pregnant and I'm about to have a nephew. And dear sister, I won't squirt soap into his mouth unless he's a roadman and I might. Anyway, it's just going to take a sip of water. Very parched. Oh, another episode I wanted to do was an ASMR episode. I just think it'd be really funny. I think it'd be really funny. Like, I could do loads of different types of ASMR. Like, I'd be very Life with Mac, if you know what I mean. Like, Life with Mac. I love that. Sorry, I'm just putting the cat back on my water, if you can hear it. Life with Mac. Queen. Anyways, we've gone on a tangent there. So, yeah, let me know about the ASMR episode. Anyways, Super Nanny. Mm-hmm. They did another series the other year, and I just hope they keep doing more series, like, every now and then, because it really fuels, like, me up, and I really like it. Like, it's, like, cool, gritty reality TV, and seeing the parents crack, like, mentally break, and the kids are the ones to blame, that's just funny to me. It's quite funny, really, isn't it? Yeah. So... That's Super Nanny. And something else that ties in with Super Nanny, like, a bit. Not really. Um, Wife Swap. And more importantly, King Curtis. Chicken nuggets like my family. Me and my sister used to be obsessed with that. And then they showed it whilst I was in high school. And I was like, oh my god, it's King fucking Curtis. And it was, chicken nuggets like my family. And bacon is good for me. She can't run in them little high heels. King. Exactly, King Curtis. And honestly, I sometimes just watch that video over and over again. Just to, like, make me laugh. Anyways, that wasn't originally planned to be part of the episode. But I just needed to include it because I thought about it while talking about Super Nanny. Anyways, Super Nanny, Queen, Iconic. Oh my god, let's rate these out of ten. Right, Super Nanny. I think... 
is going to go 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Wife swap. Uh, 6 out of 10. I wasn't a big fan of wife, wife swap. I wouldn't watch it as much. Anyways. Next one is Kitchen Nightmares forward slash the Gordon Ramsay Cinematic Universe. Because he has a lot of fucking shows. He has Kitchen Nightmares. He has Hell's Kitchen. He has Gordon Gino and Fred. He has MasterChef. He has... He has his new one, um, Future Food Stars, which is actually really good. It's like a food version of The Apprentice. And it's really fucking funny at times. Like, I watched it last year. And I'm just glad it got commissioned for a second series. And I hope it gets commissioned again. And we'll to the semi-finals in it. And I want Sam to win. Sorry if you've not watched it. I want Sam to win. She was my pick from the start. She looks so sweet. She's so lovable and adorable. And she's quite relatable as well. Because so, she's just so funny. She's so funny. Yeah. I want Sam to win. Hi, Sam, if you're watching. You're probably not. But yeah. Someone send this to her agent. Anyways, the one that I was going to talk about, more importantly, is Kitchen Nightmares. So, we've got a few of these that stick with me. First one is when he's at, I don't know what the restaurant's called, I can't lie. But it's the yellow restaurant with the records on the wall. And he hated the food, apart from, oh, just kicked something. He hated the food, apart from the grandma's bacon at the end. He loved her cake. I think he got the red velvet cake. He adored it. And then five minutes later, well, no one expected this. He finds a rat at the front door. He goes and tells the owners and they accuse him of planting it there. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think he needs to do that much for television, does he? Because they accuse him of doing it just for television. And like, mm, no, I understand. But also, no, get a grip. Your restaurant is skanky. It's skanky. Because there's a hole in the fucking wall behind one of the records that hang on the wall. It's so atrocious. It's so ugly. But yeah. And then they like, he threatens like, quit the show and like, not to help them. But then the grandma's like, begs him to stay. So he does just for the grandma because he, he has a soft spot for old people, Gordon. Because another person that he visits is somewhere in Brighton and it's like Coco, Coco Soul Food or something like that. And he like loves the food but she hardly gets any customers so I think he just renovates it for her and she gets loads of customers, I hope. I, hope she, I wonder if she's still open. I hope she's doing okay. Because I was like, I was doing my research and that was like a good 2005 that that one premiered. And when I watch on YouTube, it doesn't look like 2005. So I hope she's doing really good at this moment in time. Love you. Anyways, my favorite Kitchen Nightmares episode is Amy's Baking Company. I'm sorry. That woman's just a little bit mental. And, oh my God, no. So she's obsessed with cats. Like, she literally meows in the show. She's like, meow, meow, meow. And then there's, like, a moment. Because she's... I I thought it was her dad at first. But apparently it's her husband. And it's so mental. And I can't deal. And at one point she just says, it's Christmas. Let's go home. And after I heard that, I started using that every single time I left school for Christmas. 
I'm oh, sorry. I'm just searching something because I'm trying to find a quote from the grandpa, from not the grandpa, um, from the husband. Anyways, talking about Ernie Spanky Company, on Christmas Day, I went to Amy's Baking Company. <laughs> I didn't go to Amy's Baking Company. I went to her... Oh, he's called Sammy, the other owner. I went to her Instagram, and I commented on Christmas Day, it's Christmas, let's go home. And she liked it and replied, YOLA! So I, I comment that every year now on Christmas on her Instagram. I love her. Anyways, Amy's Baking Company. So she's known for her cakes. And apparently her cakes were really good. Like, they did look really good. But the pizza and the other food was absolutely shocking, according to Mr. Gordon Ramsay. And at one point... Oh my god, what was her name? I'm trying to think of her name. One of the persons quit. What? Oh my god, flashbacks. Anyways, one of the employees slash little waitresses quit waitress. So I'm just googling what her name is because we need to give respect to her name. Katie. Katie. She gets fired but no, she quits because she doesn't get tips and as most people know, tips in America is what get most of your revenue if you're a waiter or waitress and Sammy and Amy keep the tips for themselves. So Gordon tells the customer that and the customer goes raging and then Sammy goes raging and Gordon is like I am the gangster, not you. <laughs> I was trying to find the quote from it, but I couldn't find it just then. So I'll get back to you on the quote next week. But yeah, iconic episode. I love it. It's Christmas. Let's go. Oh my God, I went a bit Italian. Oh, no, relatable. When I did a trial shift at a cafe once, I couldn't deal because one of the waitresses she was getting abused by the owner and quit on the spot. And it was giving me literal flashbacks from Amy's Baking Company. I was like, oh my God, am I being like filmed right now? Am I being, am I being pranked? I thought I was being pranked. I was shit at that. Like, I couldn't. It was, I didn't really get trained probably that day. So like, I didn't know what to do. I've never had a waitering job before. Anyways, I did get the job. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so they lost two members of staff in one day. Mm, sounds a bit like a you problem, not a me problem. Because now I've got a job and I'm a manager. Mm, yeah. Anyways, Amy's Baking Company. Love it. It's my favourite. It is my favourite. And I always like watch episodes, like full episodes on YouTube of Kitchen Nightmares. Because it's it's a relaxing show for me. I like seeing people fail. I do. Oh my god, that sounds so fucking mean and psychotic. But I do enjoy watching people fail. It's one of my favourite pastimes. Yeah, it is. Anyways, Hell's Kitchen. We're going to speak briefly on this. Uh, I watched a couple of seasons of Hell's Kitchen. Uh, the only person that stood out to me on the seasons that I watched was Elise. And Elise is iconic. Oh my god, the idiot sandwich comes from Hell's Kitchen with Julie Chen. Love Julie Chen, presenter Big Brother US. What are you? I'm an idiot sandwich. Where's the lamb sauce? Um, I'm trying to think what all the Gordon Ramsay quotes are. If there's any more that pop into my head whilst recording this podcast, I'll probably just shut them out. Yeah, I will. Um, but yeah, Hell's Kitchen, Elise, Queen. I'm sorry, she's feisty. First time watching. 
didn't like her that much. Second time watching, I understand her. I understand her. She's main character. She bullied basically everyone, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but I just love it when, like, when one person in a reality TV show just, like, picks on everyone else. And they actually get quite far. That's the thing. Anyways, that's Gordon Ramsay Cinematic University. What an iconic universe to be in. And talking about icons, X Factor. I don't know what the theme tune is. Anyways, so X Factor. I think it's on in many countries actually. And if it's not on, it, well, it's not on anymore, is it? No. But they provided in the early days of X Factor. That's when it was prime. We've got iconic, and I mean like British legend. We've got Rachel. I do a really good Rachel impression. Like, you need to see me in real life do the re Rachel impression. Like, I do the eyes. I do the, like, sniffing of the nose. I do the her. And, like, Rachel. Nothing I'm lazy at the moment. Sad. Sheila E. I can do Kylie. I can do Prince. I can do Danny. I could probably do Danny. I'm better than Madonna. Yeah. Sing all around the sounds and everything. Yeah. My sugar walls. Like, I might do an episode where I recreate famous X Factor auditions and post on YouTube. I might do that. Hands up if you would like that. Yeah, I counted a few. I counted a few. Gonna take another sip of water after that impression. Anyways. Iconic X Factor moment. So we've got Rachel. We've got Ariel. May she rest in peace. Sorry, what a queen. I'm not a... Oh, wait. I'm not a number. I'm a human being. Um, I could go floaty high. You got that super sexy swing that I can just not ignore. Wanna hear some metal? Wanna hear me roar? But I got the X Factor, so show me your stage Fuck me. I'm talented. Yeah, we've got Rachel. What a queen. A queen and a holistic vocal coach. Well, previously. Anyways, Bretavio. I actually got a video message from Bradley from Bretavio for one of my friends. And he was like, he's quite sassy. And he was like, hi, Tegan, social media manager. Um, hi, Tegan, Bradley. Has requested a video message. Uh, funny how our names are both Bradley. Hmm. And he, like, pulls a really, like, condescending face. And, like, oh, my God, I'm being attacked. Anyways, Batavio and the uncut chicken. Iconic. We've got Anton Seb. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm just laughing, thinking about it now. Where they sing Mysterious Girl. Whoa, mysterious girl, move your body close to mine. Come on, move your body. Come on, move your body. And like Ant, he's doing all the work. And Seb, he's literally just like, so to the side, hand in the pocket, tapping his foot. And he sings the harmonies. Come on, move your body. Come on, move your body. Want to explode. Yeah. Ant and Seb. I think about them every day. Sorry, I do quote, come on, move your body every day. And if you are one of the people that I quote it to, I'm not sorry. I'm just not sorry because I love that audition. 
and there's so many more auditions. And not even like there's bad ones. There's really good ones. Oh my god. X Factor birthed one of the like iconic moments. Like we wouldn't get one of the most iconic UK moments if it wasn't for the X Factor. And the X Factor gave us Sherloid. And her when I love her. I'm having an eighteenth birthday party next week and Swagger Jagger is in my playlist. If I don't get Swagger Jagger on at my birthday, I'm gonna cry. Swagger Jagger, Swagger Jagger, you can get some of your own. Iconic. And eight Sherloid. And then send two Scottish like little girls and her mum. Today I can only do Irish. Today we can sing Sherloids by Sherloids. Which one of yous didn't flush your toy out? You had a shit. Well, it was fucking one of yous. Disgusting. And that came, like, back. That, what's the word? What's the word? It resurfaced. It resurfaced whilst I was in year nine at high school. And people were just saying disgusting all over the place. We was even learning it in French. Iconic. And that reminds me, that, like, video reminds me of... Thanks a lot, Rachel. Thanks to you, my charger won't charge on my iPad because it's gotten used to your iPad, Rachel. Anyways, X Factor produced amazing people, but also produced some flops, but some iconic flops, as a matter of fact. I didn't rank Kitchen Nightmares slash Gordon Ramsay Cinematic Universe, but that gets a that That, no, I'm saving something for a 10 out of 10. That gets a 9.5 out of 10. X Factor, ooh, that gets a 9 out, of 10, 9 out of 10 for X Factor. Right. I was going to talk about something next, but I'm going to save that for a bit later because it is my 10 out of 10 option. Next, I'm going to talk about The Jeremy Kyle Show because The Jeremy Kyle Show, I'm sorry, bring it back, that was prime UK television, like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Jeremy Kyle would be on. All the council houses had Jeremy Kyle on. All the middle class people had Jeremy Kyle on. Jeremy Kyle was iconic. I'm sorry. If I ever had a problem, I'd want to go on the Jeremy Kyle show. Sure, I'm going to bring my mum for a lie detector test if she lies to me. Yeah, I'm going to go and get a DNA test. See if my parents are actually my parents, even though they're not. Yeah, I'm going to do so much extra stuff with Jeremy Kyle. Like, I'm sorry, Jeremy Kyle, iconic, produced some, like, you can't even pinpoint, like, one iconic moment, because it's all the same, just shouting and stuff, but it's so good, and it's so classic British television, like, you wouldn't expect anything less, and Jeremy Kyle's show, I think, deserves more deserves to be talked about more like as a child like your parents are gonna watch it and you're gonna think it's boring but it's not boring because when you get older it's actually really entertaining and sometimes I watch clips of it on the youtube on the youtube yeah and jeremy kyle i'm sorry he's a bit of a delf isn't he let's not lie um jeremy kyle is it he's quite controversial isn't he I'm saying this like I'm speaking to someone. It's quite controversial, isn't it? That's apparently. I think I read that somewhere. I don't know. I forget what I read. Anyways, Jeremy Kyle show. What an iconic thing. 
Uh, wish it was still going. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. That was just when I added it then. Um, well, this next one, I always get videos of it on my TikTok. And then I rewatch like th- 20 minutes of it on YouTube after seeing a TikTok. And that's super size versus super skinny. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We shouldn't laugh. Oh, my God. What was that one show where that bald man went to his house and he was like, hello, fatty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Imagine if that was on TV in this century. I mean, it was a century. In this year. In 2023. <laughs> Sorry, that wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> if this bald fucking man came to my door and said, hello, fatty. <laughs> I'd be like, what? I'd be like, mum. I'd be like, uh, who are you? You've got alopecia. I think you've got your own struggles. Like, seriously, that shouldn't have been allowed. <laughs> I'm sorry, but who came up with that idea? Who came up with that idea? I want to meet them. Anyways, Super Size vs. Super Skinny. This is the show where a... Plus size person swaps diet with an undersized person. <laughs> Don't know what to say about that. These swap diets. And like it usually ends up with this with the like super skinny person like fully diet shaming them. And then the <laughs> super sized Future Bradley stepping in again because my microphone goes funny. Anyways, the super sized person like only gives like half of what they would actually eat. Then the super skinny person's like, uh, you don't eat that. No, you don't. Give me the real shit. And then he literally just basically body shames him because he, like, gives him two pieces of toast or something. And then the super-sized person goes really sad and runs upstairs crying because he gets, like, what, two crackers for his tea that the super skinny person usually eats. Like, fuck off, no. Anyways, bye. Not enough to eat to get, like, a cracker for the tea. And it is just quintessentially British TV. It's iconic. I love it. And, like, it's one of them where if you watch a video on TikTok of it, then you need to watch the rest of that episode, because I do. And, like, the worst part of it is when they have the shoots and they, like, put all the food in what they would have in a week in, like, both the people. And, like, sometimes the super skinny one... Isn't even that much less than the super-sized one. But then the host, he's like, mm. so this daily intake is far too much. And it's literally an inch above the other person's. And it's like, what? Like, surely it must just be like the food in there. But I don't know the science behind it. Sorry, water break. Anyways. Uh, what do I give super-sized versus super-skinny? Controversial in today's world, four out of ten. Yeah. Like, I don't think it'd be allowed back. And, oh my god, I forgot to talk about one. I'll talk about it, like, after this next one, because it kind of ties in a bit. Not really. I suppose it does. Anyways, the next one is... I think you'll be all a bit surprised to hear this one here. Embarrassing bodies. Because I'm not making fun of people, like, confidence and, like, this embarrassed of the bodies. I'm more talking about the fact that they would literally chop someone's knob off on TV at nine o'clock at night and my mum would let me watch it. 
Mike. I'm sorry. It's Wednesday. I don't. I've not seen it on TV in ages. But I, I kind of well, I like. Not. I don't want to say fascinated, because <laughs> that's just a bit weird. I was like, what the fuck, and. <laughs> Whenever like something came on, I like squeal and turn to the other side. Why the fuck did I say squeal? I didn't squeal. I'm not a pig. Anyways, <laughs> embarrassing bodies. Bring it back. Iconic. Like, I just think it's one of them shows where it is quite fascinating. To like, cause it is actually quite useful and you learn stuff. Like, I remember I answered a question in science in like high school, and I was like, oh. That's because I watched Embarrassing Body, so I know what we're talking about. And it actually really helped with my learning and understanding of science, and most specifically biology, of course. Anyways, the one that ties into... Wait, Embarrassing Bodies, what do I give it? Five out of ten. One that ties into it is Naked Attraction. <laughs> I'm sorry. Naked Attraction. Whose idea was this? Who's I Who at Channel 4 went into the boardroom, the meeting room, and pitch the idea of a TV show where six people stand in coloured different... What are they even called? Closet? No, they're not closets. Let's say tubes. They're in tubes, really, aren't they? Yeah. Six different coloured tubes. And they lift up from the bottom. And they sh- like, they're totally naked. And then another person has to decide who to eliminate from looking at the vagina or penis. I'm sorry. Who came up with that idea? And then next round, it goes to the chest. Who's getting eliminated because of the nips? I'm sorry. Talk about embarrassing bodies. Some people go on naked attraction and then they'd have to go embarrassing bodies a week later to get a fucking boob job because the boobs aren't good enough. Sorry. But it's just, like, so fascinating. And it's, like, funny to watch with friends, to be honest. Like, I have watched it with my friends. And it's just quite... It's quite silly, isn't it, really? Yeah. About Naked Attraction. Six out of ten, to be honest. Like, it's quality entertainment. Anyways. Next one. Is quintessentially British. And now we're kind of getting into the more competition reality TV shows. Like, we've done the docu-series... So now we're on to Great British Bake Off. <laughs> Sorry. This is another idea. Like, who actually at BBC, when it first aired, now it's on Channel 4, I think. Yeah, Channel 4. Who from the BBC at first went into the office and was like, I want to create a show where people bake against each other in a massive tent. Sorry. They were onto something, though, because it's iconic. Like... There are some majorly iconic moments, especially on the celebrity versions, like with Alison Hammond and that one celebrity episode of Alison Hammond and Joe Sugg. I'm sorry, I, I'm a Joe Sugg diehard fan since, like, what, year five? And that's, like, when he first, like, was getting popular as well. Like, I was there before one mil. I was. I was there before 500k even. I was. In year five as well, King. Go me. I met him in year eight. Anyways, Joe Sugg and Alison Hammond want to meet Alison Hammond so bad. When Alison Hammond loses the 
oven door because it's like one of them little slidey doors, iconic. And then Joe Sugg faints because he cuts his finger, but then he ends up winning Star Baker. What's not to love? I'm sorry. Love it. And then the time where on the normal one where someone like, oh my God, oh my God, and then there's two instances. So there's one where they're doing like jelly or something or like gatto, I think maybe. So they have to use the fridges. One contestant takes someone's cake out of the fridge and then doesn't to put hers in. Like, what? And then doesn't put it back in. And it's just like, mm, okay, sabotage. Sabotage. Yeah. And then the man finds it on the side and it's completely melted, bless his cottons. So he just throws it in the bin. Ah! Now, that was like when it first started, I think. And then there was a more recent one like, a couple of years ago, where, so, they have, oh, my God, is it the technical challenge? They have the technical, I think it might, the second one, where they all get given the same recipe, all have to recreate it. So, then they take the creations up to the front. So, this one woman has her fly on, is a pineapple upside down cakes, like, mini pineapple upside down cakes, has a fly on one of her mini pineapple upside down cake. So, she, like, trying to bat it off but in the process of batting off the fly she knocks someone's pineapple upside down cakes upside down and they fall on the floor (laughs) sorry it's just quality television really isn't it but i have to say the celebrity ones are much better like i love a good celebrity one i'm trying to think of some iconic celebrity moments from it uh the dairy girls the dairy girls one nadine coyle in it love nadine coyle Oh my god, Nadine Coyle might be one of my favourite celebrities. She's in my top ten celebrities, I can't lie. Love Nadine Coyle to death. Um, Anne-Marie was quite funny, in it? Oh my god, who was it? Jade Thirlwall in KSI. They had good bants. They had good bants. Don't say that again. Anyways. Bake Off, what do I give it out of ten? I can't watch any more, though, because I have a drama class on on Tuesdays. And I just can't be bothered catching up. Uh, so I watch on illegal websites if I do catch up because then I don't have to listen to the ads listen watch the ads um, what did you give the Bake Off out of 10? 7 out of 10 7 out of 10 like when I could watch it I was obsessed I loved it wouldn't miss an episode also Paul Hollywood oh that man oh, Alison Harmon's becoming a fucking presenter on it she is with Noel Fielding like I can't wait I'm going to have to start watching it this year just for that Alison Hammond has my heart Anyways, next one we're talking about is another very British one. I'm a celebrity, get me out of it. Like, people would post this on their stories in year seven. seeing like, I'm a slab time at, like, nine o'clock at night. And it was just like, I was guilty of doing that. I raised my hand. Yeah, I'm a celebrity. Iconic. I'm sorry. Lady C. Oh. Water break for Lady C, because she does get me parched. What did I just say? Oh my God. I apologise for anyone's ears that had to listen to that. Um, Lady C. Yeah. What an icon. And they've just finished doing the I'm a Celebrity South Africa with the legends. Mylene Class eating 60 rat tails in five minutes and then goes on to eat 40 spoonfuls of rotten tofu just to win a show. Sorry, Mylene Class, what a fucking bad bitch. Yeah, anyways, Helen Flanagan was robbed. Um, I'm a celebrity. 
loved Lady C. Like, they pro- they produced so many icons. Kirk from Coffee, Andy Weimer, loved him. Um, who else? I don't really like the old ones, can't like. Um, sorry, I just thought of someone, but I can't think of the name. I can't think of the name. Who was it? Oh, no, it's not the name. It was just, like, one iconic season. When we have Caitlyn Jenner, Nadine Coyle, and, oh, my God, Emily Atak. Talking about Emily Atak, we'll get onto her in a minute. Um, All in, like, one season together. Nadine Coyle is teaching Caitlyn Jenner The Promise by Girls Aloud, the dance from The Promise. And they're, like, doing it, and Caitlyn Jenner's doing The Promise dance, and it's so iconic. I love it. Anyways... Katie Price, what a queen. Love Katie Price. And more importantly, her drama with Emily Attack. And I think I picked up on this last week. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's like, so, Emily Attack, you think you're clever, dude? Slag me off behind my back. Who even are you anyways? Looks like I'm coming for you. You want to slag me off behind my back on telly? Well, do it to my face. Because all the men I know that you've been with haven't got a good thing to say about you. Core fishy. I'm sorry. Katie Prowse devoured Emily Attack. Attack. Yeah. Um, Jill and McKeith fainting. What an icon. Sorry. She is. But I think Lady C is the best my person to go on that. Anyways. Not many. Like, no, no one that I know watches it like nowadays. I love to keep up to date with it, though, because it is one of my favourite TV shows. And it, it has good drama. It has good fucking drama. Anyways, what do I give that... Uh, the celebrities are kind of lacking recently. So, a good 7.5 out of 10. Anyways, going on to my 10 out of 10 option. I'm going to stand up for this one. I'm standing back up. Because this next TV show, I think it's the epitome of reality TV. Like, you've got your drama, you've got your iconic moments, you've got your celebrities. And that's Big Brother forward slash Celebrity Big Brother. I could talk about this for hours. I'm going to do an episode just talking about Big Brother. And more importantly, Big Brother Series 17. With Gemma Collins, Tiffany, New York, Pollard. Stephanie, forgot her last name. Scotty T. And like loads of good fucking celebrities with good drama. Gillian McKeith as well is on that one for like three days. But yes, yeah, still. I could talk about Big Brother for ages. It's my favourite TV show. And I'm so glad it's back this year. Like, I'm sorry. Series 17 with Gemma Collins and Tiffany New York and um, Angie Best. David's dead. No! No! <laughs> she just told me David's dead. Oh, wait until I don't beat that bitch up. Sorry. Um. Also, there's her. A few people have come up to me and said it. Um, that called you a silly cunt and walked off. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Sorry, Gemma Collins quote. I love Gemma Collins quote. Um, Gemma is a fat bitch. Sorry, I could just quote Big Brother for days. And it's not even the UK Big Brother. I love all types of Big Brother. Pooja, what is this behaviour? I'm sorry, I kicked it by mistake. How can you kick it by mistake? This is from Big Boss, not Big Brother, but still ties in. Pick it up if it bothers you. No, you will pick it up. Don't tell me what to do. Or what? Are you going to hit me? 
Don't tell me what to do. You gonna hit me? Do you want it? Because you're asking for it. You're dying for it. Get off my back. Got it? Stop mooching off of me. Stop mooching off of me. Sorry, Poo- love Pooja. Yeah. Anyways, all types of Big Brothers. Like, there's different varies. There's Big Brother Canada, but actually has Nikki Graham in it. Rest in peace. She was on there for one series. And, oh my God, what's her name? What's her name? Ica from Big Brother Canada. What an icon. If you've not watched Big Brother Canada, watch it with Ica. And Big Brother US, love Big Brother US. Like, I do watch that every year on illegal websites. Don't arrest me. Sorry, I need to watch Big Brother US because it's one of my favourites. Whilst Big Brother UK has not been on. But anyways, Big Brother, we've got icons that come about, out of it. Nikki Graham. Who is she? Who is she? Where did you find her? Oh my God, that was a really good impression. Sorry, that was amazing. But yeah, we've got Nikki Graham, Gemma Collins, Tiffany New York Pollard. Let's get some other people out there. Who else have we got? We've got Burr. What an ugly man on the inside and out. Um, <laughs> sorry. Who else was on there? I should know who was on there. Then we have the drama in like the last celebrity version with Rock, with Roxanne and I want to say Jason. But I don't think it is. It, he plays Jason and Corey. What's his name? R- I'm feeling an R. I forgot his name. But yeah, and like, apparently he punched her, but didn't. He was like, play, like, pretending to, but he doesn't. And then she like, gets loads of hate for it, and her career's ended, and his starts back up again. Anyways, who else do we have? Let's get some more names out here. Why do? Why have I gone, why have I gone blank? I've gone blank on Big Brother names. I know so many. Um, Janice Dickinson, she was in there before Gemma Collins, and her season with Farrah Abram. Oh my God, that was such a messy season, but so iconic. Trisha Paytas. Friends will, oh my God, what's the quote? It's like, friends are fake. Family will disown you. Some other things. Pizza. Pizza is forever. And she like, gives up immunity for pizza. I'm sorry. Trisha Paytas, iconic. Frankie Grande was in there that one year with Burr. I can't lie, that with Heavy D. Oh my God, Heavy D from Storage Hunters UK. He's He died, unfortunately, the other year. But he was one of my, my dad's favorite people in the world. Boom. King. Sorry. This podcast is going to be really long, this episode. But I don't care because this is a topic that I could talk about for fucking hours on end. Like, I love British reality TV. I think loads of people know that I love it. And it's just so iconic to me. And I I will do a Big Brother episode because it's very near and dear to my heart. And I can't wait for it to be back this year. Like, I want to go and see it. Like, go to one of the eviction shows live. I want to go to, like, the finale or, like, the, um, the first one live, the premiere. Oh, my God. And Widdicombe. What if she was quite funny in it? Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just going on a tangent about Big Brother now. I love Big Brother. Yeah, Big Brother, 10 out of 10. And that is rounding up. Rounding up, rounding off. 
my iconic 2004-2010s reality TV shows. And I think it's been quite an eventful episode. And this is the first episode where, like, I've actually not had, like, a script in front of me. Like, I've done a skeleton script, and this is the first episode where I've not done a skeleton script, and I've just totally improvised it. And I think this is my best one yet, if I say so myself. So I thank you all for listening. Please, can we follow, rate five stars, and share to family, friends, neighbours, anyone that you know. Because my listens had slowly been declining rapidly. They slowly, rapidly be declining. Yeah, we need to get these listens back up, girlies. We are not doing the pop to the shops just as well. But this is it for today's episode. And I must announce that there may not be an episode next week because it is my 18th birthday and I might be hungover. I might be hungover, but I will try and get one out there for you. If not, I will update you all on the socials. Like I said, Instagram, PTTS underscore podcast and TikTok, pop to the shops pod. That is correct. So I hope you all have an amazing and glorious week. It seems like it's going to be sunny and that's so good. Let's get that tan going, girlies. So yeah, have an amazing week. And I'll talk to you either next week or the week after when I am a teen. Bye.